Anytime you're long for the ride, thanks a lot for stopping by. Really glad to have this man back. He's an independent journalist. He uh, runs the article3project.org. Go there. It's Mike Davis. Mike, how are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me back on. You're very welcome. I've got to start with the obvious. Anybody else has cocaine in the White House. We not only know whose it was by now, he's already under arrest. Um, Mike, they want us to believe that they can read our license plates from a satellite and they can pick our faces through facial recognition out of a crowd of a million people, but they have no clue who brought some cocaine into a secured area of the White House. What's your take on this? Well, I worked in the Bush 43 White House, and I'll tell you, we didn't have cocaine parties in the West Wing. So, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's pretty obvious uh, who the likely suspect would be. I think there was a video where it looked like Hunter Biden was doing cocaine on the Truman balcony on July 4th. So yeah, he, he was I, behind Jill, a uh, Dr. Jill, great doctor. Um, he was behind Jill Biden, and he does something with his nose and the sleeve, then walks away. Um, do you think they already know whose it is? I think Jill Biden's facial expression when she was looking at Joe and do, doing one of these, pointing over to Hunter Biden on the Truman balcony on July 4th, makes it very clear that both Joe and Jill Biden know that Hunter Biden is using cocaine at the White House. I was invited to the White House to interview President Trump in 2017. Uh, Mike, they had us lay out all of the, we had equipment to bring and, you know, microphones and, and mixing boards and cameras and everything. And they made us lay it all out and get the hell away. We couldn't be anywhere near it. The dogs had to sniff it. The guys had to go through it. They, they patted us down, made us go through all sorts of body scans. Who are the people that get to go to the White House who aren't scanned like that? Is it only family? Well, no, the cabinet secretaries don't have to go through security generally. Family members don't have to go through security generally. When I was there, if you worked in the West Wing and you parked on Executive West Exec Boulevard, I don't think you had to go through the Secret Service screening. So it technically could be a White House staffer, but it's just so highly unlikely. White House staffers go through rigorous drug testing constantly. There are dogs that smell. Let me give you an example. I was giving a West Wing tour one time because that's what if you wanted a tour, you have to have a White House staffer do it. And I was going to pick up someone down way down on the ellipse. And I remember the Secret Service coming out of nowhere with alarms going off because this old man uh, I was giving a tour of the West Wing to whom I was giving a tour of the West Wing had had radiation uh, pushed into his heart for a medical procedure like six weeks prior. And the White House picked up on that. It's just not realistic to think that you, anyone other than the president's family would smuggle in cocaine into the White House. Well, and then they came out like day one and said, you know, we probably will never find out whose it was. And then Jake Sullivan, I don't know if you saw these comments a couple of days later, Jake Sullivan literally said, well, the only people that really have access are the construction crews. I'm like, was he saying the construction crew brought some cocaine in? Did you see that? That, that is so silly to blame it on the construction crews who have to go through heavy security of to course. get into the White House complex. Guess who doesn't have to go through heavy security to get into the White House complex? Hunter Biden. And guess who was using cocaine almost certainly on the Truman balcony on July 4th? Hunter Biden. Imagine that. Real journalism from Mike Davis. Article3project.org. Article3project.org. Let's talk about Ukraine. So I'm, a little bit supr- I'm a little bit stunned because cluster bombs, we're sending those over now. Um, there was a $6 billion mistake, oddly, in Zelensky's favor. We had to send him $6 billion more than another half a billion for something else. And then he, he dares come out, was it yesterday or, or this morning, and tweet something about how we have to put him in NATO now. Mike, if we were to say Ukraine is in NATO, we just put him in NATO today, doesn't that mean Russia is now waging war against all of us? Yeah, that means we, we, have, to, we have to go to war against Russia. This is the most insane thing that I've heard calling for America to let Ukraine into NATO right now. Why? 
the heck would we want to go into World War III with Ukraine? Uh, look, I've always said this. Putin is a monster. And invading Ukraine is a terrible thing to do. But Putin did this because Biden is weak. And uh, Putin invaded Ukraine when Obama put Biden in charge of Crimea. Uh, Biden's back in office. There was no invasion of Ukraine during the four years of the Trump presidency. Right. Biden's back in office. Putin smells the weakness. And now he's going to take the rest of Ukraine. It is tragic what's happening in Ukraine. But our interests in America are not aligned with Ukraine's interests. We do not have everything to lose uh, if Russia takes Ukraine. Ukraine does. And that's why Zelensky has every incentive to call call for these these bombs that would otherwise be war crimes yeah. and for us to join and uh, to, to allow Ukraine to join an alliance that will lead to World War III. This is insane. We need to back up. Article Three Project founder, he's the boss over there. It's uh, Mike Davis. Uh, Mike, are we, we, we're told every day we're fighting for democracy in Ukraine. Is Ukraine a democracy? Well, I mean, they, they, when, when you hear Zelensky calling big tech platforms and censoring those critical of Ukraine, I mean, that's, that's a Biden-style democracy. I mean, right. that's, that's a Marxist-style democracy. So it's a very interesting way. Uh, look, I'm not defending Russia. I think what Russia is doing here is terrible, yeah. but they're exploiting weakness. And we should how many, uh, ask people this. How many people are willing to sacrifice one of their loved ones or even one paycheck to go s- save Ukraine from Russia? And let's get those people signed up and sent over to Europe right now. And the answer, the answer is a very, very small percentage. Probably would be a few that have a Ukrainian flag in their in their Twitter profile. But but having said that, it's not a democracy. You know that it's not. I know that it's not. There's no religious freedom. If you if you want to worship the wrong way, he doesn't like it. Shuts down any sort of dissent. And he just recently said, as I'm sure you know, you know, why don't we put off the election? Can't really have an election during a war. So that's that almost incentivizes him to continue this so-called war. And again, I don't like that Russia's doing it either. I'm not pro-Putin. I'm just against us being the policemen of the world. But it, it is not lost on me, and I'm guessing it's not lost on you, that this is happening under Joe Biden, who we know ha- has massive, decades-long corruption ties to Ukraine. Yeah, I mean, look at where the trouble spots are in the world. It's Ukraine and Taiwan, and guess where the Bidens had their most corruption in Ukraine and China. So, of course, Russia and China are exploiting a corrupt, compromised, weak, incompetent, bumbling president of the United States called Joe Biden. It is uh, Mike Davis, Article3Project.org. Mike, give me the, the Twitter handle again. It's at Article 3 Project, at Article Number 3 Project. Okay, but, but your personal one as well blows up all the time. Great threads over there, too. Um, I want to talk to you about the Supreme Court. Just a very basic question. Was there any ruling the Supreme Court made in the last two, three weeks that goes against the Constitution? Any? Well, you know, I did not like, I, I think that President Trump, his biggest and most ac- consequential accomplishment of his first term was the transformation of the Supreme Court from the five to four left to center court to the uh, to the five to four Clarence Thomas court. And they are getting almost all of these cases right, whether it's the First Amendment, whether it's religious freedom, whatever it is. Uh, one thing, one one case that I think that they got wrong was the, uh, the, the elections clause case where state legislatures get to decide how to redraw district lines every 10 years during, after redistricting. And I think that the, I think three conservative Supreme Court justices may have cave to political threats and political pressure on that particular case. Interesting. But, uh, I, can I be honest with you? This is how dumb I am. I didn't know that they did that one. 
Uh, but but the other ones that, that the left blew up about and had a fit about were completely and absolutely constitutional. And then you've got people like Kareem Jean-Pierre or Joe Biden or whoever his minions are going on every outlet they possibly can to say it's a radical Supreme Court and out-of-touch Supreme Court and anti-constitutional Supreme Court. And the major decisions they made, affirmative action, religious liberty, uh, th- these these issues were easy. Anybody, my, my eight-year-old daughter said, yeah, they're going to rule the right way on that one. That's how easy they were, yet you've got the massive big tech media, the massive you know, uh, broadcast media, all pretending this is a radical court that's got to be reformed. Yeah, this is a pro-Constitution Supreme Court, and they are protecting our God-given rights to speak, to associate, to worship, to not worship, to protect ourselves. We are not dealing with a liberal Democrat party anymore, our grandparents or grandparents' Democrat party. We are dealing with the Marxist left. The Marxist left hates free speech. They believe in censorship. They hate uh, they hate religion. They want to destroy religion and destroy believers around the country. They hate our God-given right to keep and bear arms. They they want to take away our, our, our Second Amendment rights. They want to destroy our right to associate or not associate. These are not liberals. These are leftists. And thank God we have this Supreme Court because it, because it is the last line of defense protecting us from these government tyrants. And that's why this 2024 election is so important. Do you want a President Trump or a President Biden yeah. replacing conservative Supreme Court justices? Do, do you think that he'll, uh, by any means, try to expand the court? I think he could have tried already, but he hasn't tried. And I wonder why, because the whole word in the campaign from Biden was, I'm not going to comment on what I might or uh, I might do about the Supreme Court. There is a ma- massive push from the left saying, add six justices, make it 15. Do you think he'll try to do that? I absolutely think that Joe Biden will try to pack the Supreme Court. Joe Biden and his White House and his Justice Department cheered on these illegal obstruction and intimidation campaigns outside of Supreme Court justices' homes that led to several Supreme Court justices going to safe houses and led to a 1 a.m. assassination attempt against Justice Kavanaugh, his wife Ashley, and their two teenage daughters. Biden is deranged, and he does not... All he cares about is power. He's not this happy uh, Uncle Joe who he tries to sell himself. He is a deranged, creep, terrible person. This is a guy who won't even claim his four-year-old granddaughter. That's pretty sick, yeah. Uh, He's a a sick old man. Can can the Congress stop him if he he tries that? Yeah, they can stop him. But if if, look, if we have a Democrat-controlled House of Representatives and we have 51 Democrat senators who decide to nuke the legislative filibuster and uh, lower the vote threshold from 60 to 51 votes for legislation, they could change the number of the, on the Supreme Court immediately. That's wow. why this next election is so important. It is uh, uh, Mike Davis. Go and follow him, uh, article3project.org. Follow article3project on Twitter as well. His Twitter is MRDDMIA. Go and follow him there. Uh, let me ask you about, uh, uh, about Judge Eileen Cannon. There's a request by the Trump team to postpone um, this court date until after the election, which makes sense because the guy's busy out there campaigning. Do you think it's going to happen? It, it should happen. And I'll tell you what, if you look at, separate from the fact that you have this unprecedented indictment against a former president and a leading presidential candidate, if you look at these prior classified uh, information procedures act cases, they are they take well more than six months to resolve, and that's what the Biden Justice Department is pushing. Remember, Merrick Garland's waited 18 months 
to order this unprecedented, unnecessary, and unlaw- an unlawful raid on Trump from a biased magistrate judge. Right. Uh, they they waited another ten months for for Garland's handpicked special counsel Jack Smith to bring this bogus political indictment against Trump. Twenty eight months they waited. What is the rush now? There is no rush. The the lawyers don't even have their security clearances. Biden has not even Biden, the Biden Justice Department has not even turned over all the evidence. This is going to take a lot longer than six months to re- resolve this thing. And if they're trying to rush this, the only explanation that they have is they're trying to interfere with the 2024 presidential election. It's Mike Davis, Article3Project.org. Go follow him everywhere. Um, the Jack Smith indictment is is bogus. You know it is, according to the Espionage, the Espionage Act, the Presidential Records Act. It's just dumb. But the rumor mill is 45 more counts to come alleging some sort of incitement of January 6th. Do you think Jack Smith will do that? And if you don't mind, add to that whether, uh, whether you believe the grand jury in Georgia is going to try to indict now. I think both the Democrat Fulton County DA Fannie Willis and Democrat Special Counsel Jack Smith, they are both going to bring charges related to January 6th. I've said this since August. This is part of the lawfare campaign by the Democrats. It started with George Soros funded Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg working with uh, former Biden senior Justice Department official Matthew Colangelo to bring bogus charges against Trump in New York for the non-crime of a businessman settling a nuisance claim. And they tried to turn that into federal election law violations that were previously rejected by the prior Manhattan DA, the Manhattan U.S. attorney, Alvin Bragg himself, uh, the Federal Election Commission. And now Colangelo goes to New York uh, from the Biden Justice Department and resurrects this zombie case. Then we have Jack Smith with these bogus charges of a former president getting charged for espionage for having his presidential records, which he's allowed to have under the Presidential Records Act. And both Annie Willis and Jack Smith are going to charge for the non-crime of objecting to a presidential election, which is allowed by the Electoral Count Act of 1887 and the First Amendment. They had a permit from the National Park Service to be there at that protest on January 6th. It got out of control and turned into a riot. But we're not arresting every BLM supporter for BLM riots. So why are they going after January 6th protesters? Because it got out of control. I want to go to another place, and Mike, thank you for, for all that. That was very, very wise, and you're, you're spot on as usual. Let me talk about something that, that maybe you didn't think that I would, but Tara Reid was doing a space today over on Twitter, and she's in Russia, and um, they're, they're going after her. She's afraid for her life. Then you've got this guy, this, this, um, this man who lives in Israel that they tried to charge with gun trafficking and everything else. All of these cases somehow revolve around Farah. For some reason, Farah keeps being brought up. And the worst violator of the Farah laws in this country, in our history, is Hunter Biden. We have him dead to rights from his own laptop. Why do they keep throwing Farah around and all these people that you and I think would say, well, innocent until proven guilty, when we've got Hunter Biden in his own words, his own texts, his own emails, saying what he's done in China and Kazakhstan and Russia and, and, and so on and Ukraine? Why, why, do they, why are they using this when in history it's rarely been used ever? Yeah, that's just it. Far as one of those process crimes that is almost never used except for against the Democrats' political enemies, you have the Bidens taking a $10 million bribe from Burisma and having then-Vice President Joe Biden uh, changing American policy, uh, telling the Ukrainian president to fire the Ukrainian prosecutor investigating Burisma and right. the Bidens. Or, or Ukraine would lose a billion dollars in U.S. aid. And Biden bragged about this. You have the Bidens taking tens of millions of dollars 
from Chinese, Romanian, and other oligarchs around the world, clear federal violations, clear bribery, clear Foreign Corrupt Practices Act violations, clear tax, tax evasion. Nothing ever happens to the Bidens, but they're going to use the justice system to politicize and weaponize it to go after Trump, Trump's top aides, Trump supporters, Trump's political enemies, parents outraged at school board meetings, Christians praying outside of abortion clinics. We need the House of Representatives to open impeachment proceedings on Merrick Garland. It should have happened months ago. They need to get moving on this. Well, I think they have enough on Merrick Garland. They have enough on Mallorca. They've got enough on Biden. Uh, Maybe 30 seconds here, Mike, if you don't mind. Why haven't they done any of it yet? Uh, That's a very good question. They have a very thin majority, and maybe you have some weak sisters in the Republican Party who need to grow a backbone, or maybe they're looking for their next job. Maybe they want to go be CNN or MSNBC contributors, the the token useless Republican, washed up former House Republican who who goes and apologizes for you know for liberals and uh, and and you know, who knows why they're not doing this. But the the evidence is clear as day that they can move forward with impeachment on Merrick Garland now, two months ago, six months yeah. ago. I don't know why they're not doing this. They should get moving on this. Article 3 Project, he's the founder, he's the boss. It's uh, Mike Davis. Go follow him everywhere. Mike, thanks a million for jumping in the chair today. Let's do it again soon. Thank you so much. All right, brother. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is The Joe Pag Show. We appreciate Mike Davis coming on with so many different topics to talk about. Make sure you go to the article3project.org, article3project.org, pop culture. What you got, Polo? So this uh, situation with Kevin Costner and his soon-to-be ex-wife is pretty crazy. She was asking for $248,000 a month for, for child support. And I think he offered fifty one thousand, and now the court is tentatively saying that he may have to pay one hundred twenty nine thousand seven hundred fifty five per month. That is crazy. Yeah. All right, Polo, thank you, sir. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Carrie. I'm Joe. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. This is the Joe Pegg Show.